what do you think it is that works in Florida's MMA? Like, what is it that resonates that's sort of attributed to the gym's success? It's a pure environment, man. Uh, we have people from all over the, the world, uh, Nigeria, you know, white, black, yellow, brown. Uh, we see each other for like who we are. Like, we don't, uh, we don't judge, but we know, we, we understand uh, and we can relate through through fighting, right? Like we don't have any shit bags in there. We, we send them away at the door. Ever since you left the division, what do you sort of make of it? You know, the landscape of it, how's it looking now in your mind? You know, the top 10 is still the same guys. It's a club, you know, that they fight within the top 10. You got five losses and you're still in the top 10. Sure. You haven't won in five years. Once you get in the top five, you're top 10 for till you get cut pretty much. Obviously, back in March, you called it retirement as far as MMA, right? So how has the life been, man? The, the uh, retired life, if you will. How have you been enjoying it? It's a hell of a lot busier. <laughs> So, you know, what's uh, funny is it seems that way based on everything that you got going on, right? So I guess retired isn't really a fair word to use. But nonetheless, how has it been? Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, retired from, uh, you know, full contact fighting. Yeah, competing, right? Well, not competing even because it right, looks like you're you know, back so, in competition. So as of recently, I, I was, you know, retired from competing uh, so that I could put my effort forward into training these young guys coming up. We got a bunch of amateurs, uh, you know, and young pros that are that are really talented, Uh takes a lot of effort to do that. And I'm building a, a production company, Ocho TV Studios and yeah. Fight Fit Fight League. So Fight Fit Fight League is a MMA league and uh, it's basically an event league. We do MMA fights, we do uh, kickboxing fights, we do uh, exhibitions and our new series Roll Up right here. I saw that, yep. So uh, yeah, you know, I. I went to demonstrate uh, at this uh, solar festival. It's called Solar Fest. I went to demonstrate what Roll Up was all about. And uh, so I, I laid out the mats and I found somebody that had some experience. He was a brown belt. So we rolled and got the, the whole crowd into it. And uh, it's like, damn, man, I, I'm going to go ahead and compete. And, uh, you know, I talked that guy into, uh, you know, basically doing a rematch. And uh, it's Halloween weekend. We're going to have some fun with it. We got a few other UFC fighters uh, doing Roll Up. So, uh, I was like, man, I want to hop on this and uh, just, you know, friendly competition. You know, it's uh, we're not going to go in there and beat the shit out of each other, but we're going to go in there, come for each other's necks. And, you know, I do that in the gym all the time, but, you know, do it for a crowd, uh, entertain some people. I think it'll be fun. Obviously, you're not watching tape on the guy or anything. It's not like that. Right. But you sort of roll around with a guy like that once. Is there some things you can build on from the, you know, the rolling around the session you had with him? Is there something you can build on when you're preparing for an event like this coming up? Yeah, man. Uh, well, so two weeks ago we did this and I was like, uh, sure. oh my, you know, so uh, I was not, not thinking about competing. And then uh, the next morning I was like, he said he wanted to compete. I was like, oh, okay. Like this gives me a, a reason to, you know, get motivated to get out of bed and, uh, you know, get out of the studio. I'm already in the gym. So now I'm on the mat, you know, breaking a sweat uh, and, and busting my ass. Cause I'm not going to go in there and get embarrassed. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a high level pro. I got to go in there and, uh, you know, put on a good show. So uh, it's given me a reason to, you know, get motivated, get back in shape. And uh, shit, I got two weeks. So I've been hitting the gas all week. Yeah. 
Now, obviously, you know, back to sort of the post-MMA stuff, it was very obvious that coaching is something that you wanted to transition into, right? I'm curious, were you more excited already about coaching than actually fighting even before you made the decision to retire? Like, is that something you were enjoying more even before that was a thought in your head to step away from competing in MMA specifically? I think I think the thing is, I was, I was so motivated for everything else aside from the fight. Uh, when I wow. fought Julian Rosa, I was fucking motivated. Right. When I fought uh, Caceres, when I went to Mexico, I was motivated. Like I had my back against the wall. uh, But then, you know, in my last fight, it was like, I'm fighting this kid. There was, there was, I just wasn't motivated. It didn't, it didn't get me out of bed. Uh, Yeah. To fight on an undercard. I just, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper. And uh, And you're talking about the last fight, right? Yeah. My my last fight, it was just, it was, it was a fight where, you know, I trained hard. Um, I, I was fully prepared. I just wasn't, uh, you know, mentally motivated for that fight. When when you when you think a guy's gonna come out and try to fuck you up, like that'll get you out of bed. Like at four in the morning, like you have a fucking dream about it. Like, oh man, no, it ain't going down like that. I'm gonna go hit the road right now. So, uh, yeah, that that kind of thing uh, is is what gets me out of bed in the morning. And and it just wasn't there with uh with fighting at, at that time. Uh, and I was so motivated at starting this league. And I had already been planning this league, uh, you know, building uh, my documentary through my production company, uh, working with tons of artists, uh, you know, uh, singers uh, for events. It started, it started, you know, putting the artists into events. And then I got them in the, in the studio. We were making some videos. And then one thing led to another. Now we're recording music. And, uh, you know, it's all organic. And, and this is what motivates me. Not, a, you know, fighting some kid. Uh, breaking their dream like you know like i'm training kids trying to give them their dreams so uh yeah. you know if i'm finding a, a legend okay that that could motivate me you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah taking people's dreams i've done that for long enough and now it's time to help people accomplish their dreams what if someone gave you an opportunity and it was like a legend something like that someone where you felt like it wasn't a kid you were taking an opportunity from is that something you would entertain maybe one day down the line or do you think it's just book closed 100 percent on that I would entertain it if this flew first. So okay. like, this is, this is my baby. This has to go. Um, ideally my league, you know, streaming on UFC fight pass, my documentary streaming on UFC fight pass, uh, actually build up a fight where I'm, you know, supposedly, you know, hypothetically fighting Joe Rosa rematch, something that, you know, something that gets the fans motivated and, and you know, build some buzz. I'm not just going to, you know, I'm just not going to be in the shadows. It's, that's not who I am. I'm a, a leader. And, uh, you know, I, I go in there, I put on a show. I'm not going to do that for, for nothing once a year. Um, yeah. If I was fighting four times a year, okay. Like now we can talk, but I have no say in these things. And, uh, so I, I chose to, to walk away from the sport so that I can, uh, so I can have a say in my life. And you seem to have brought up a couple times a lot of the stuff you've been doing to build your brand, right? Just overall, have you always been sort of ambitious like that? You know, just driven to chase new ventures outside of being just a traditional fighter? Because a lot of times with people like that, they've always had that vision, right? Is that something you always had in the back of your mind? Like, I'm more than just a fighter, right? That seems something to be quite important to you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, when I was young, when I when I had my first pro fight i think it was yeah my first pro fight i had my own shirt right um there you go led to sponsors not wanting to necessarily work with me because they're like oh he wants to build his own thing so 
um, like clothing brands didn't necessarily want to work with me, but I started Just Break It. That was the first uh, brand. And then uh, Fight Fit Lifestyle. Um, now I have uh, Ocho Tribe 8 because it turns out like Ocho is the, uh, the trademark that people just, it sticks. Uh, you know, I can come up with any cool name or whatnot, but uh, Ocho sells. So sure. um, go to OchoTribe8.com, you know, check out the swag. Uh, we got shoes, we got all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've been a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I started a cryotherapy business when I got my first bonus with the UFC. Uh, started a CBD business, COVID kind of. You got a lot going on, man. Well, COVID kind of ruined both of those. And then it was like, okay, well, uh, maybe more media online stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's something that's never going to end is is the the media, the content mm -hmm. music that type of thing will be around forever so uh clothing's kind of hard to make money doing that but uh the, the ocho tribe aid is a pretty cool brand and uh and you know my supporters can check it out and, and support the brand absolutely i want to talk a little bit about um since we do like to talk mma here as far as the coaching and all that right for this mma i'm a big fan of what they got going on there is that primarily where you do your coaching Absolutely. Fortis MMA is home. Uh, I helped build the gym. We wow. started off at Octagon MMA. Uh, shoot. Actually, me and Safe have a very long history. I used to fight his guys. Uh, they were like, it was Octagon MMA. There's like five guys on the team. I fought like pretty much all of them. Yeah. And then, uh, Coach Safe got my number. One of his guys uh, knocked me out. He, he laid me out. And I was like, you know, fucking fighting and shit. And uh, so it was the only uh, finish loss of my career. And I wasn't finished. So I don't consider that, a, a, you know, a being defeated. It was like uh, I got knocked down and that really like fucked with my head. And uh, at the same time, my, my wife uh, was having an affair. She left me. And then I went, went like, can you fix me, coach? Like, can you take me in and fix me? And uh, so wow. he, he took me into Octagon MMA. And uh, after that, started growing. The team started growing. Uh, we had like 30, 40 guys on the team at Octagon MMA. I went on a five-fight win streak and won the Legacy World title. Yeah. We went That's eight that night. There was eight of us fought that night. And uh, I was the main event, won the, the world title in the fourth round. And that kind of, that was my, uh, my peak moment uh, of my career, my story. That's kind of like the end of a movie right there. We, we talk about it nowadays and we can see confetti, confetti in the sky and shit. And then I go watch the videos. There's no confetti. It's like, that was the moment in our head where fireworks were going off. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the things you were able to overcome, you know, MMA seems to have helped with that. It's, it's safe to say, right. For somebody that's, you know, maybe struggling in life, depression, whatever it is, MMA is a mixed martial arts in general, right? That That's a great way to start, right? To start tackling some of those demons. Martial arts is therapy, man. Like sitting down and talking about your problems, that's one way to do it. You know, you hire a therapist, right? But you go to the gym, you let it out on a bag. Uh, you go do jujitsu and you kind of just like zone. Uh, you yeah. have a studio, you listen to music, you make music, you vent through the music. Uh, all these are just like different ways of uh, of therapy and, and, you know, turning a negative into a positive, right? You got, you know, something bad happens to you. You go punch the bag. Okay. You got it out. Now you got to work out. You just turn a negative into a positive. You, you sing about your problems. Then 
now you got some art that you know other people can relate and you turn a negative into a positive so um yeah i'm all about like different avenues of therapy and uh and martial arts is the one that saved my life crazy man it you know speaking of training martial arts right back to Fortis MMA, it does seem like an unbelievable trace, uh, you know, place to train. Obviously the track record speaks for itself, right? I'm always curious about, you know, certain gyms that have something that works well. What do you think it is that works in Fortis MMA? Like what is it that resonates that sort of attributed to the gym's success? It's a pure environment, man. Uh, we have people from all over the, the world, uh, Nigeria, you know, white, black, yellow, brown, uh, we see each other for like who we are. Like we don't, uh, we don't judge, but we know, we, we understand uh, and we can relate through, through fighting, right? Like we don't have any shit bags in there. We, we send them away at the door. If you're there for, your, for yourself and that's it, then you're not gonna belong. You gotta be there for your fight, for your teammates fight, um, you know, go support your teammates, go, like go to the events. We're, we're a big family of Fortis and MMA and, uh, and I think that's what separates us from a lot of the gyms is a lot of, a lot of the other gyms, they got guys that go do their camp there. And when are you going to start your camp? Well, you should be, you know, sweating, bleeding, you know, all that shit with your family year round. That's a, you know, yeah. even if we're not training, we're still there. We're still, uh, we're still family. We're still around each other and supporting each other. So um, I, that's what separates us from the rest. Are there any fighters that you work with or have worked with that you think people should keep an eye on? Like any up and comers in the sport, do you think? Aaron Peterson is uh, my younger brother. He's one and I was a pro right now. I knew the name sounded familiar. <laughs> and uh, shoot, we got, we your got, brother one and oh, okay. So he's yeah, one he went three and oh as an amateur. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he's been he's been training for good eight years now, six to eight years. Uh, very talented young young guy. Uh, Man, we got so many. It's it's hard to hard to say uh, off the top of my head. We got twenty guys in the UFC. Like, look at look at all those guys. The the young guys, you know, they're gonna be fighting for the FFL, and we're gonna be bringing them up. It's uh, good to have the young guys mixing with those UFC guys, though, right? Get some of that experience, right? Absolutely. And have coaches that were in the UFC, like you. Yeah, all of our coaches are in the we're in the UFC except for Safe and Safe's the general. Uh, yeah, like. Macy Chason, she's one of the coaches. Charles Bird, yeah, uh, Damon Jackson. Shoot, the list goes on. So uh, Uriah Hall. Yeah, speaking of, roll up on the 29th. Uriah Hall is gonna uh, make an appearance. Uh, is he? Yeah, I think he's gonna roll up. So um, yeah, we got a couple other UFC fighters. Ramiz Brahimish, uh, he's committed to roll up. So Ian Enbrock, check that kid out. He's uh, two and two as a pro. Uh, He's going to be a problem, without a doubt. Check him out. Um, yeah, the, the pros, it's like they get, they, get, uh, they get forgot about with all the, all the UFC fighters, but uh, there's definitely a lot to watch out for. We, we got a whole pack, a whole uh, next generation of fighters coming up real soon. No doubt about it. I love the roll-up plug, by the way. That was great. It's definitely exciting for anyone that wants to check that out. I recommend you do. We talked about UFC fighters right now, so I think that's a decent transition as we wrap up here. Do you watch the UFC still? I mean, obviously you retire from it, but you, do you still tune in and watch the big fights and or most fights? Absolutely. Uh, I watch the fights, and uh, I'm still cornering some of my guys. I was out there for uh, Stephen Wynn. He just won his uh, contract okay, yeah. contender series. 
yeah, I enjoy watching fights, and now I can kind of watch them from a different light, not so so much of a competitor's light, but a coach's light. I always study the fights when I'm watching it, so it's hard to, like, be a fan, but I'm able to kind of, like, step away. Um, maybe it's because I have a little more to drink, but uh, I'm able to, like, kind of kind of have fun with it, and, uh, and it, it is a spectacle, like, looking from the outside, um, looking as a coach, looking as a non-fighter, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. You make it such a big deal when you're getting in there, but nobody gives a fuck when you go home, uh, licking your wounds and can't get out of bed, can't, can't walk the next day, uh, face all fucking swollen. Nobody gives a fuck. They're, they're onto their regular, now they're on their, uh, you know, Sunday football or whatever they got planned for the next day. So, uh, you know, just putting that into perspective, it's like, you know, you, you give your all to this and, and you have to, but, uh, you know, think about your your health and longevity over uh, entertaining a bunch of people that don't give a fuck about you. For sure. And a lot of that oftentimes makes you more calculated, right? Like more defensive and all that. So it might even, you know, benefit your health long term, would you say, right? Yeah, it'll make you it'll make you fight, you know, smarter, not not reckless just to, you know, like Chandler, like, you know, Chandler. It's funny because I was thinking exactly that. So reckless. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking about. I've yeah. had my times when I'm reckless because, you know, you want to entertain the fans. You hear someone, yeah. take them down. So you go for a takedown. You know, it's like, no, fuck you, man. Like, this, this is me in here and this is my fight. So, um, yeah, just putting those things in perspective. And uh, one of the things about Ocho TV is we made the company so that we could help engage the fans with the fighters. So by sharing the fighter stories, then maybe they will give a fuck when that fighter fights. And then, you know, if the fans actually care and they're invested, that energy is going to translate into the fight. And uh, I think you'll see a lot better performances, a lot more crowd engagement. Absolutely, man. Amen to that. You were obviously competing in the featherweight division of the UFC, right? Ever since you left the division, what do you sort of make of it? You know, the landscape of it. How's it looking now in your mind? Man, it's like there's so many guys that don't even know their names. Like overnight, I'm like watching. I'm like, and I would smash that kid. Right. You know, it, it's like UFC is like a revolving like, door, right? Guys come in, guys come out. Yeah, yeah. It's like constantly. Uh, you know, the top ten is still the same guys. It's a club. You know that they, they fight within the top ten. You got five losses and you're still in the top ten. Sure. You haven't won in five years. Once you get in the top five, you're top ten for till you get cut, pretty much. Uh, kind of like Yair Rodriguez took some losses, still hung around. Yeah, um, what's his name? Brian Ortega. There you go. And that's somebody that I feel like I would definitely at least put on a, a fight of the night performance. I think I would take him out. Um, and don't get me into the politics and, and, and all that, but uh, yeah, like, I, I feel like I belong there. And if I'm not there, then what, what's the point of just being another dude fighting some guy that nobody knows about? Right. That's just, uh, it's not in my book. So uh, if they if they want me back, it's going to be a big name. It's going to be somebody that's going to try to take me out and uh, it's going to be for money. Absolutely. And that would be exciting, man. Obviously, if the opportunity came, who knows, right? Uh, who knows what the future could hold? I'm not, I'm not betting on it. Uh, you know, sure. I'm not holding my breath. I, I have my hands full right now. And so I would have to have this already established. Maybe uh, that's right. Gene is rolling. And, uh, you know, if, if they if they want to talk business, Dana, hit me up. F3Levents.com. Uh, we're going to be on pay-per-view for roll-up. It's $8.88, $8.88. So okay. it's pretty cheap. Hop on, 
check it out. We're going to have a lot of celebrities there, a lot of UFC fighters. And it'll be an entertaining show, no doubt. I see you like Star, uh, Star Wars right there. We got a, oh, yeah, 100%. Got a little, little Halloween, little showcase for you guys. It'll be fun. You know, if, if I were there, if I lived in the area, I'd definitely pull up as a stormtrooper. But unfortunately, uh, I'm going to have to just maybe order it and watch this one. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that, uh, you know, Darth might make an appearance and uh, Obi-Wan might come back from the dead. But we'll, we'll see if they if they make it happen. That'd be good. Halloween might be fun, man. But listen, it sounds like you got a lot going on. We're going to leave you to that. Best of luck, obviously, next weekend. We did talk about it, bring it up a few times. And thanks for coming on, man. We do appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you soon.